Hello, and welcome to the Paper Planes Podcast. Episode one. My name is Jarrett. My name is Cassie. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to go... So go ahead. Um, in this episode, we discuss what Paper Planes is, uh, how we came up with the name, and also our backstory to just kind of give an idea of who we are and what we plan on doing with this podcast. And kind of where our headspace is at with a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, we, I think we definitely had the intention of sharing a lot of information whenever we started out with this, but we definitely... We originally wanted to do like a... like try to tie in a ton of different ton stuff, of stuff. We, into one podcast and we realized it was a little ambitious so yeah, we so kind of went an easier route and just kind of like okay before we start talking about you know some of the stuff we want to get out there let's kind of give some backstory of who we are and yeah. where we've came from so we discussed that in this episode um as always we encourage you to be open-minded whenever you are listening to these episodes a lot of the stuff Jarrett and i talk about we say this a lot but this is just at home conversations for us yeah. we talk like this a lot to each other so, so we just decided please, to record it and throw it on the internet yeah so <laughs> please don't be judgmental um leave your judgments at the door and uh enjoy your flight <laughs> Um, no, also be sure to Your follow... Your exit is in the top right corner. <laughs> also be sure to follow us up. on... Hey, hey, push. <laughs> I'm trying to get... We're trying to do this quickly. This okay, go, 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 Also be sure to follow us on Instagram at paperplanes.podcast. And if you like what you hear today, and if you like what, you know, we're doing, maybe tell a friend, share us with your roommate. I don't know, tell somebody about us. But other than that, buckle up, enjoy your flight. Yeah, that was better. <laughs> All right, remember to speak loud. Okay. Try to talk as loud as possible. All right. <clears throat> loud! Look at all those lines. Okay. It's weird because we've both been talking in it, like, all day, and as soon as you start recording... You get the jitters. You get the jitters. Well, that's fine. Um, try not to think of it. The mic's not here. But also, we have to remember that we're addressing, like, a lot of people, you know? <laughs> we can't just come out and say whatever we want to say, because sometimes we say weird things, and... Yeah, but you know what? I think and that's this all is only we're episode this, one. Yeah, and we're starting, like, out the gun, like... Out <laughs> we the, haven't planned this at all. No, we haven't, and the topic we're about to talk about is super controversial. And, controversial, but also... Well, I mean, like, yeah, if... If we don't go into it lightly, people are just going to be like, holy shit. Because like, how many people do you think actually know about this stuff? I mean, I think the whole reason that we're making this is, is to, to kind of help people Because not a lot of people talk about it, let alone know about it. Yeah. But I guess we can... Oh, I guess do we introduce each other? That's Jarrett Carpenter over there, That's JC. Oh, Cassie. <laughs> how the hell are you, Cassie? Um, you know. Good. <laughs> doing good i guess i'm excited but nervous for some reason now so we've been wanting to do a podcast forever now um and then um honestly yeah this is the one thing that we've talked about doing like because we have a lot of in-depth conversations oh yeah so the idea is that we do this we we talk like this all the time um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which is why it's hard to like remember that we're in front of a whole audience. Hopefully, at least hopefully, two people yeah. are listening. Oh hopefully. yeah, we know a few people. The, the <laughs> people that want us to do this. Um, so I guess 
we should kind of start with like our background behind all this because um, if you if you don't really know me and Cassie. Uh, we, we love a good conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> conspiracy theory, but also, like, anything that's just not the standard societal we, way, you know? We like, we really do... super, super, super free thinkers. Very um, open-minded, we, to say We are skeptical least. of everything. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's not even, In like, a good way, though. In a good way. And it's not like we just decided to go against everything. I think because it's, of, we'll, we'll, like... We'll lay down, like, what kind of yeah, but, got us on this track. Um, but I, I'm, I, yeah, a big part of it is because the, yeah. of how we were raised and yeah. what, because we didn't have like, I don't think, I wouldn't say like we, either of us had like a great childhood. We just kind of. We, we just, I mean, we had hardships. Like, I mean, like, you know, it wasn't anything bad, obviously. But, okay, you know. I, okay, maybe you. I feel like I went through more than most people go through in a lifetime with the kind of like stuff that happened to my childhood. Yeah. And I know, like, b- talking about, like, timeline-wise, our childhoods... Match are, up a lot. They're very parallel. Yeah. yeah like, it's it's kind of I mean, it's in, in... With any family, like, we both went through... To, like, yeah. our families got divorced. Like, so, you know, that alone... Uh, well, we can... Yeah, let's... Let's... We can get into all that. Do you want to open that can of worms? Yeah, let's just go. Okay, there. first let's let's talk about the name of our podcast because I think that kind of says a lot about our intentions with it and where we're trying to go. Um, so th- yeah, you just go into it. About okay. The, the <laughs> idea behind it. She Cassie came up with this name and I love it. Um, so. Yeah, and honestly, it just popped into my head. We were trying to come up with cool podcast names that you know. Red Pill Central. <laughs> Like your daily dose of red pilling. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Some bad ones. Dark to light. Like we're thinking of all kinds of different things, but um, because the main the main goal of the podcast is just to encourage open thinking. um, Don't like we don't we don't want people because you see it so much. If you if you've known me, I have taken about what probably two year purge off of social media. Yeah, I think the last time I posted was like 2018. Yeah, it's been a minute. Um, and I just, you know, it doesn't, it's not that I don't get on it. It's just, um, you know, I kind of, we, we, we had a discussion one time on Twitter with some people and it got kind of um, heated. heated and the word cuck was thrown around. <laughs> I, that's, and now it's my favorite word. I say that word all the time. You really I got do. called a cuck and it's like my favorite word now. Um, <laughs> but it was just like, you know, I didn't, I kind of just went off the skin skin of my teeth and uh is That's, that the thing i don't think uh, so. whatever i don't know you know what i mean I um guess. skimmed by as some people would say uh <laughs> but so i've never heard you say those words <laughs> together ever uh <laughs> but anyways we just i i i felt like it's very necessary if you're gonna speak openly about stuff to kind of know what you're talking about and the reason we wanted to do this podcast is because everyone is speaking their opinion right now and a lot of it you can tell it's well, regurgitated. Yeah, that's true. But also, not to mention that, like, a lot of what we think is very open-minded. So it's not like we turn down a lot of ideas. Like, at the end of the day, we only know our personal lives. Yeah, like we, we don't know. We don't know. What's you know, going on like, behind the scenes. Like, you know. Obviously, we are open to conspiracies. But, like, is Earth flat? <laughs> I'm yeah, just that's kidding. A, yeah, I'm just kidding. But, that's, but that's how and, we are. Though. Yeah. We don't, I, I don't believe. And that's, a, that's the difference is. You can play with these ideas, and you don't have to believe it. Do I believe yeah. the Earth is flat? Hell no. But Do I if believe I... in aliens? Heck yes. Like it's you know. But can you prove it? Can you prove that the have Earth I is round? Have I ever seen one? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's, that's a bad one. 
can you prove that aliens are, are fake? Exactly. Yeah, no, no one can do that. So why not? You know. So like, we've spent a lot of time, <laughs> now that we sorry. went off on that tangent, we spent a lot of time like looking into these different possibilities and just staying open because, like I said, at the end of the day, we don't know. And so the whole idea with this podcast is to think outside the box and... The reason we thought that the name was perfect for it. You haven't even said it yet. <laughs> I know, I know. First off, it popped into my head. Um, paper planes. Uh, it came into my head for a few different reasons, paper but the biggest podcast. one was. This is something that like you learn about me once I talk about my childhood. Is I have a lot of very distinctive memories from whenever I was growing up. It's weird. And I yeah like very vivid memories. And I like I remember this one time and I'm just like how the, you were like three like. <laughs> but it happens. You I mean you can, can ask like, my mom. There's all kinds the of number on the check and no. no. <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember my uh I thought sorry again I weren't getting off track. But I do remember my home phone number from whenever I lived in Houston whenever I was like five years old. So yeah, like so that weird stuff, stuff like, like that. that. Yeah. But so I was in this class where I don't know what you would call it. It was I joined I passed Chris in critical thinking class. No. I joined it in first grade. I remember the question. This was for the quote unquote smarter kids of the class, I guess. And I remember the question being like, what's a triangle? Like it was the simplest questions ever. But anyways, I was in that class one day and um I had this teacher who was telling us a story about thinking outside the box, and she was talking about how this uh, class of kids, they were going to do a paper plane, like, paper plane... Paper plane throwing contest. Pa- yeah, that. Um, and so, you know, they had, like, two weeks to study, best ways to fold the pa- piece of paper, and, like, you know, which one's going to fly the highest and the furthest, and they spent weeks trying it and, like, experimenting. Theory, you know? yeah. <laughs> In, like, third grade. But, um, yeah, so there were... All these kids had these different, like, theories of how they could win this race. And um, there was this one kid who just didn't seem too interested in it. We'll call him... Call him a little Timmy. Joe. Oh, Timmy. Okay. Timmy, yeah. Timmy Joe. Timmy Joe. <laughs> okay, little Timmy Joe. He um, didn't seem too interested in it, and the teacher paid mind to it. She was aware that, like, he just didn't seem as interested in it as he did all the other activities that they would do. And so um, when the day came of the contest, he still hadn't even put any crinkles in his paper. He hadn't tried to fold it in any which way. He just had a basic, your standard piece of paper, and all the other kids had their planes ready to go. They, you know, I don't know if they, like, blew a whistle. I don't remember exactly. Anyways, <laughs> they all end up throwing these paper airplanes, and little Timmy Joe goes last, and so whenever he is about to go, he literally crinkles his piece of paper up into a ball, chunks it, wins the whole contest, because technically no his rules. piece of paper yeah. <laughs> went the furthest. <laughs> and so, obviously, that just kind of sparked the whole idea that you need to think a little bit differently than the people that are all around you. Even if they all have similar ideas, it's okay to, you know, and try it, something yeah. completely different, and go against the grain. Especially in the world we live in today. Oh, yeah. And the, the main reason we, like, so... We're, we'll apologize for the quality right now because we went, I mean, we went and bought an audio mixer. We got two <laughs> microphones. Like, we've been wanting to do this for a while. And uh, we every time we, we um, present this theory to people, we, we like to call it red-pilling people because <laughs> it, it it's kind of crazy and it makes too much sense to be wrong. Yeah. Um, but everybody's like, it, it changes people's minds. Like, we your mom's views on oh, what this gosh, topic is yeah. about went 180 degrees yeah. like she went from 360 you might say but that's going back to the same 
180. 180. Damn it, you're right. 180. Um, <laughs> Never been good at math. 460, some might say. <laughs> she just turned in a full circle. Full circle and just kept going. <laughs> um, so with with today's um, climate, you might say, and uh, everything that's going on, and it's very obvious that if you don't have the status quo idea, thought, opinion, or if you even express your opinion and it's, you know, different from everyone else's, you're canceled, all of this other stuff, which is, in, in our opinion, is not the right way to go about things. Well, it um, definitely, yeah, it definitely divides you more than it brings you together. Because if you, if you start immediately shutting someone off because, you know, they mention a word that you've already tied, like, an emotional connection to, like, it's, you're never going to be able to come together and agree on the same terms, even yeah. though at the end of the day like deep down to the core you probably have a lot of the same yeah. ideas and beliefs and you know whatever the case is but yeah. like i mean for example if you say trump you know yeah. even if you're not even talking about the president or if you're just talking about the you know the word sorry Careful. and i'm hitting the microphone like something trump something else you know like people already have this emotional connection yeah. to it and, and it shuts you off from it and where we're going with this this you know this ideology that you know if you're if you don't you know if if I think two plus two is five and you say two plus two is four yeah. and I don't agree with that and I cancel and that's a horrible example, <laughs> was, yeah, but you can't <laughs> if you, if you don't agree sides. with it, we're going to cancel you and everything like that. Um, you know, where we go with this is there's going to be no uniqueness. Like, yeah. you know, everybody's going to be the same cookie cutter, you know, same person. And it's just like, what, what's the point of that? You yeah. know, it's like, there's, which I think, you know, okay. I think we are getting off again, but we can come back, uh, kind of, yeah, but we can come back and just kind of say that, like, disclaimer for this whole, you know, podcast is... Have an open mind. Have an open <laughs> mind, yeah. Have an open mind. Um, a lot of... Be open to all possibilities, like, at the end of the day, if you don't have a personal connection to something, you... you it doesn't matter where you've read an article from or where you've studied, you know, like, at the end of the day... It's hard. No one really knows. Yeah, what's going no one on. really knows. You know, <laughs> and and we're that's all like, just kind of experiencing this together. And, yeah, because you know. our look on it is like with history. You know, we can sit here and have com- like our debates about what happened in the past. But at the end of the day, neither of us were there. Yeah, you know, like no we there. personally just, did not firsthand witness any of it. So we're just open to yeah. all of it, and so, we hope you guys are too. With, which, yeah, and a lot of it, what we'll do is we'll try to be very specific on. Okay, this is what we think. This is our opinion. Yeah. This is our, you know, and then we'll go be like, okay, this is a super conspiracy, all that kind of stuff. But yeah. we're also going to lay down some facts and I'll, you know, we'll try to keep the receipts so that, you know, we're not, we've, we've been doing, we've kind of gone off the deep end of all this stuff for probably three years, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah. Essentially. You know, since we dropped out of college. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll but get into that. We, when we're at home, we essentially have no life and all we do is just research, research, research. Yeah. Um. So, because it's fun, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, and, and, yeah, and it goes against you know, it once you kind of get what is that cognitive distance, yeah, like dissonance, you, yeah. dissonance where you it's like what it's like, you no, learn. that's not true, that can't be true. That yeah. is, it's like learning you're adopted, you know, or something crazy yeah. like that. Like, your you just whole won't world, believe it and kind of stuff like that. But once you get past that, the, <laughs> <laughs> the stress and <laughs> the stress, the chest pain, you're so for weeks. free, and you can, you know, uh come up with your own opinions but we'll try to be very specific we'll you know what we're gonna do is kind of we'll start off um with a lot of like with this this episode and then moving forward 
Um, we'll try to be very specific on this is our opinion. Uh, you know, this is a conspiracy, or we call it a theory because mm-hmm. you know that conspiracy is a derogatory term to us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is. You're right. It is. It is. Uh, look into who and then created we'll, we'll the straight word. Up, we'll straight up be like, look, this is a fact, and and. Th- and also, we're not going to tell you what to think. Yeah, like, at the end of the day, we're going to lay it out. You get to research it yourself. That's the fun part, because we get to research it on our own. We're going to let you know what we find out. If you find something that even, you know, goes against what we're saying, let us know. Like, we are very open yeah. to all possibilities. And the, the reason we, yeah, because, I mean, we've flopped on our ideas and everything so like that. So many times. So many times, yeah. Oh, gosh. But the one that we're on now that we're going to lay out today is, like... <laughs> I've never been more sure of something and that's okay if I'm wrong uh, I think we're both the yeah. kind of people that if, if we're wrong we'll fall on that sword and be like look yeah we're you know but that the thing is we're not sitting here saying this is true you have to believe this we're if just gonna kind of you're an idiot yeah, <laughs> yeah like if if I'm wrong I'm gonna be like okay I'm wrong it was yeah. fun like it was a fun yeah. time thinking that all this stuff was you know that these riots and the you know, okay, I shouldn't say the protests. Yeah, and the watch riots it, watch it. You're, you're, people are clicking off <laughs> already. <laughs> uh, you know, like we're we're essentially in the middle of a race war right now. Like all this stuff is just it. it the idea is that it has a deeper meaning behind it, uh, and that's all we're gonna lay out today. And you yeah. know, if if you don't agree with this, that's fine. I don't care. Um, no, but, <laughs> I mean, you know. no, but again, but if you have like a, but if you can a better prove, argument, yeah, you know, like just if then the, you're dumb and this is, you know, yeah, uh, like shutting it off all, all together as a whole is just it very close minded to say yeah. the least. Um, but okay. So I guess we could get into our backgrounds. Cause I think like the context behind how we got to where we are with all of this, yeah. I think that's important for people to understand. Because it's not like we just woke up one night and, you know, we're, we're like, like... Oh, my God! Yeah, like... The world's ending. The and- world... <laughs> yeah, the... Who knows, you know? there, There's so much to it, but... Okay, so do you want to go first with yeah, your no. childhood, or... How far back do you want to go? I mean, I just think... Like, any main events that you think led to... How you I waking up no. and you yeah thinking the way that you well, do I now because with me yeah. obviously i remember a lot so i have a lot of pivotal moments yeah. where i was like "Ooh, that turns me off to that system yeah. or you know whatever the case well, is well i think yeah i think i've kind of always kind of been like not a, kind of woke in the sense i don't even mm-hmm. really like that word because everyone now is woke and i'm like you're not woke like you're, <laughs> you think you're, you're woke you're not woke oh, i'm God. woke <laughs> i'm woke. yeah but that's the thing is everyone thinks they're more woke yeah. than everybody else um uh, but i've yeah i've never really subscribed to like you know one idea i've always been super open-minded to everything um but you know i as a kid like we moved around a lot we you know i've lived in virginia houston meridian I but like moved around a lot um you know my parents got divorced at an early age uh you know so that you know that had its impact on you, you know, were my six family. right yeah six, six? okay that was with you too uh, right? yeah i was yeah. also six um and then kind of just you know flip-flopped houses all kinds of stuff uh and then once i got into junior high um for those who don't know i'm six five <laughs> and i was six three in eighth grade <laughs> 
<laughs> I just don't think it was, uh, another thing is like we both kind of went to the same elementary and junior yeah, high we high school, school growing right. up um, we didn't start dating in high school we'll get to that but I just always remember hearing like yeah Jared really just does not care what anyone thinks he'd be wearing like your tall white socks with your Harry Potter glasses I and was like 6'3 people tried to make fun of me and I took that shit like people people tried to make fun of me for like looking like Harry Potter and stuff like that uh, and dude I went off the and deep you went and I it. like I bought all the movies I was like hell yeah I'm Harry Potter wizard are you kidding me like, I'm a wizard <laughs> uh, but dude yeah no I just like I never really cared what people think um, thought of me I still don't care what people think and that's you know and I'll be you know my opinions on all this stuff is probably going to be very you know very controversial to some people but I don't care so um but that's kind of how I've always been like I you know I was like uh, I remember for uh, when it was the what are they called the pink out games or whatever for breast cancer breast cancer yeah yeah. um like football games yeah it was like wear a pink shirt to school today and the only pink shirt I had was my (laughs) my stepbrother's pink shirt who you know I was six three so I was a large you know kid And borrowing my stepbrother, I literally, so just to put it in perspective, well, in eighth older. grade, I gave my grown 20-year-old brother <laughs> hand-me-down boots. Boots. In eighth what grade. Size, tell them what size shoe you wear. 13. Now I <laughs> <No>. wear 15. <laughs> but like, oh you know, I was huge. God. So I wore my stepbrother, who obviously everyone was smaller than me. Yeah. I wore his pink shirt. And it wasn't until like eighth period or something like that that someone was like, you realize, like, when you stand up, the back of your shirt's, like, above your pants. I'm like, it was tiny, and I just didn't care. I was like, well, I'm wearing pink for breast cancer, yeah. so, you know. I'm being supportive. Screw <laughs> off. Like, you know, but, so I never really cared. But one thing, uh, you know, my both of my parents were gifted athletically. Um, and, you know, me and my brother both got those, uh, those traits. And then, you know, my dad was always, like, a, my, my dad's side of the family was always very hardworking. Um, so I, you know, growing up around that, you know, I learned to have a really good work ethic. Um, and so, you know, I, and then in eighth grade, people were already talking. They were like, oh, Jared's going to be on varsity next year, all this stuff. And then all my friends would be like, you know, you could probably go play college because we grew up from a small town. So it was like, if you, if you. How many people are from this town? I I don't know. I just, all I know is. give it a Google. Give it a little Google. All I know is like my graduating class, I moved my junior year but my graduating class had like 20 kids yeah i think mine had 32 i want to say or something like that um very small town um uh small town texas let's be specific oh 1500 1500 people Um, (laughs) all right so we so very very small town uh and then so you know if you you went to play if you you know went to play college anywhere you'd go to tarleton or mm-hmm. you know something like that we didn't really have any you know any athletes go play in big colleges and yeah. so people would be like oh you know you probably have the talent to go play d1 you know but uh you know because we're in a small town you probably go play d2 like all this stuff like you're kind of small like in eighth grade people were already criticizing <laughs> me and i'm like dude like i haven't even i haven't even gotten to high school yet <laughs> i was like you know i'm flattered that you're talking about me going to play college so yeah. so and i i love having a chip on my shoulder um i love when people say that we can't do things you know because it's just fun to prove people wrong um part of what we're going to do in this podcast um, but, um <laughs> wrong <laughs> it's wrong <laughs> uh so I, I you know i worked for it and it got to the, i got so obsessed with the fact of i wanted to go play college something i thought i wanted to play college uh basketball if i if i would have 
pursued basketball. That was my first love. Um, <laughs> I probably would still be playing. This yeah. would be very cool. Well, I guess I would have be been playing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, so my junior year, uh, I decided, or I guess my sophomore year, um, I decided that I was going to go to a bigger school to help. You know, you know, in this Fairfield High School, they, you know, the that's my sophomore year. They had gone to state and they lost in like the fourth quarter. Like it was a super close game. Uh, very talented, uh, you know, athletes. Very talented coaches. Uh, my cousin was from there, so I already had an in there. Um, so we made that decision. It was a very hard decision because, you know, leaving all your friends and, you know, all this stuff. Well, and also that was the year that so many people Yeah, left. and, like, all of I, our friends. Me, we both left, left Meridian yeah. the same year. I mean, and there was about, again, this was a very small school, and there was probably about 12 good athletes that yeah, ended like, up leaving Meridian. That, that goes into a whole other, you know, topic of something we want to discuss eventually is, yeah. like, just with our schools and with, you know, how the coaches treated athletes. And it was just a, it was a really yeah. crazy time. But so I ended up going to uh, Fairfield, um, and then I, <laughs> I honestly wasn't I wasn't gonna play football. I didn't want to play it. I just wanted to focus on basketball and try to you know go to college and that. Um, got talked into playing um, by our head coach's uh, dad, who's a he was an awesome guy. Uh, encouraged me to play. I started playing my first year there. I got three Division One scholarships. Um, and then made the stupid offers, right? offers yeah. yeah um and then uh made the and then i was so they were all smaller division one schools um and then uh going into my senior gosh i'm sorry gotcha. sorry gotcha. um yeah we're sharing a mic right now we're hovered over this mic <laughs> right now <laughs> we, we we ordered the same mic two of them from the same from, from the from same amazon. From amazon sorry which we know we're One's not, not coming in until tomorrow, and with all of the things going on, we had we were like we have to get this out like this weekend. Yeah. So we're we're making do with what we have. Um, anyways, got uh, got some scholarships. Decided I didn't want to play basketball anymore because I got offered in football first. End up getting uh, I was talking to some uh, Division One, uh, some larger Division One schools, the uh, FCS and FBS. Uh, I had FCF. FCS offers and I was talking to like you know Oklahoma State I had uh, two of the military academies talking to me to come play for them um, you know just like big stuff for whenever you're a senior in high school especially yeah. coming from such a small oh and town. this is literally since my like seventh since people were talking like oh my god this kid's talented like all that kind of and stuff that's, yeah that's you know what and you're it was doing. kind of manifesting in front of me yeah. and I was like holy shit you know and, I, and that's and to get to the point is like I worked very, very hard for that. Like that was my. I remember you'd work out like three times a, like day. Yeah. For that. Yeah, and it you know, looking back on it, stuff. yeah, like <laughs> looking, wearing platform yeah. shoes, and, like, <laughs> sprinting because I wanted to field. run faster, jump hard, yeah, you know, oh all God. this stuff. But you know, I would try anything, and you know, I had parents that supported it and everything like that. So you know, I you know, and it, I was on this you know, this high, I guess you would say, is because I was you know, this is something I'd worked hard for for you know, mm-hmm. seven years. And it was kind of starting to happen. Got injured my senior year. Um, I was a skinny 6'5 kid. Um, so all the bigger schools, you know, they wanted me to gain a little bit of weight, all this stuff. So got a small offer. Uh, went down to Lamar down in Beaumont, Texas to play football. I was a middle linebacker at 6'5 for some reason. How much did you weigh? Uh, when, I, when I graduated, I was 185 pounds. And then yeah, after and my first year, I was 225. Which you went in, you you started there in July, right? Because you did a summer, yeah, did summer, a summer semester. So you were there technically gradu- a full year. Yeah, yeah. Graduated and had like a month off. 
and then went right went into right all into of it. it. Yeah. Um, and then I learned what the NCAA is and um, <laughs> how shitty the college uh, sports industry is, how they, how horribly you know player uh, student athletes get treated, um, just all the negative stuff, and then. Uh, just uh one of my one of my really really good friends was from australia he was our punter and uh, shout out mitch shout Hope out you're mitch, yeah. <laughs> um, and he ended up you know he was from australia he was on full scholarship and this was his dream to come over to the united states and play football and they we got new coaches in after our first year um first semester first or i guess first season yeah. that i played um and they pretty much told him like hey we want to keep you on the team but we want to use your scholarship elsewhere and if you aren't familiar with how much uh, tuition costs, especially if you're out of the country, uh, it would have been $30,000 from a semester to stay. <laughs> um, and they had the audacity to tell him that it's they wanted him to stay. Yeah. And we, we really hope you stay. Maybe yeah. you can, you know, be 60 grand a year. You know, it's not that bad. It's it's for a good cause. It's for a good cause. We might need you. Yeah. <laughs> and so I essentially told him to screw off. Like, that was super shitty to me. Um the fact that they would do not to okay so but also not to mention what your day-to-day life looks oh, like yeah. like so, this was absolutely insane you were up at what like 5 a.m yeah something like that yeah i would get up so i i redshirted um the first half of the year because um you know i was 185 pounds so i was working out with the red shirts but they wanted me to travel because we only had like five linebackers um so they wanted me just in case someone ended up getting hurt um so i was you know waking up to go work out with the red shirts and then I would have a team workout in the morning. So I'd wake up at like four in the morning, go to the, go to the field house by four 30. We'd have, you know, workout until five 30. And then we'd have like a team practice at six from six to seven. And then from seven to eight, I had a one hour window to go eat breakfast. And sometimes that practice would go from six to eight. So, you know, I'd have to run by, get a bagel or something like that and run to class and if you were late to class we had people checking that so that you would get doxxed for it and if you got too many you know warnings or whatever you would have to work out more which obviously you know especially and i'm also another thing about me is if i don't want to do something i like don't do it like i i'm just yeah but, i'm but in the but like I don't know, but in the best way, because I feel like yeah, that yeah, can no, also, it's not, you know, it's come not like yeah, it's not like a lazy thing. It's like yeah, I, I'm, if I'm no, such a, if there's no benefiting factor for you, yeah, it's like, like I what's don't, the point in doing yeah, it? Yeah, it's you know, I'm not if if I feel like it's, it's uh, if I'm not benefiting from it, or if it's not going to help me become better, or you know, any of the stuff. Like for example, I had a job at Amazon, and I just wouldn't. I didn't accept the. It was horrible working conditions. If you don't know anything about it, look it up. We um, might get into that. So at some maybe point yeah, too. <laughs> at some point. Uh, and I was just like, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna quit because it was. It, I lost a ton of weight. I just. I didn't feel like you it lost was so much. So much weight. Weight. all I, your football weight because you gained like you were 220 right when yeah, you like, quit Lamar. Yeah. And then by the end of it, you were like 170. Yeah, there was a. There was the skinniest I'd been in pe- forever. His parents thought we were doing drugs. Like, <laughs> It was so bad. But yeah, I just I, I I'm like I'm never gonna have a nine to five job. Um, I'm never gonna sit at a desk. I just I don't. That's Other not than my. Other when we make this podcast. Yeah right. <laughs> um, that's just not the lifestyle I enjoy, and that's just and that's just how I, I you know I'm not I'm like you know. Obviously, I do think like if I don't want to do something like, that's a very you know stern way of saying it. But mm-hmm. like you know I do things that you know if we gotta go to a wedding or something like that like. <laughs> 
I'll I go. Love how that's your example <laughs> out of all the things. But, uh, which is funny because we shoot yeah. like wedding videos yeah. for a living. <laughs> Not a for a living, job. as a side job, yeah. But, uh, but, but yeah, and then just so, you know, I, I grew up in all these systems and I just realized how dumb they were. And, you know, I was like, you know, I'm going through all of this just to get a job to sit at a desk and you know on, and would, on top of the fact that you were not taught especially in college whenever you think this is like top level these coaches will be like only looking out for your own good you know making sure that you're nutritioning your nutritioning nutrition nutrition nur- nurturing your body nurturing. <laughs> is that it i don't know don't, making sure that we're you dumb. are <laughs> we dropped out of college okay yeah. um making sure that you take care of your body in the proper way and also like are getting enough rest and are just self-care taking care of yourself even because even whenever you're on a team sport if you yourself are not going to be able to live up to your expectation you cannot help the team out in yeah. any way like exactly y- you are become the weakest to, link yeah, and you in, are only as strong as your weakest link you in, know yeah and just to sum it all up like I think it attests to both of us. We we and it sounds probably super weird how I say this, but we genuinely enjoy the human experience, and we think you know <laughs> yeah. happiness is your key to life. Like yeah. if you're not happy, what do you do? What's the point? What's the point? You know all there, the stuff. You it, don't. I don't. Struggle I genu- does not have to equal hard work. Yeah, like we struggle <laughs> all the time, but it's like it's because we're like, oh, let's you know drop out of college and travel the world yeah, and it's like we it's, don't no one taught us like no one's like hey how's you, here's how you do it yeah. it's like we had to here's figure it out we had book. to you know book all these trips we you know the best example i have for you know having to learn by fire is when we went to the first time we went to europe and we uh we jumped around we went to iceland to berlin down to munich from munich to geneva switzerland from geneva switzerland to london and then from London to Boston, and then Boston to home. So that's seven locations <laughs> two for, weeks. in two weeks. In seven two locations weeks. in two weeks. Yeah, it was great. But we learned that when we're booking things, you know, we I was like, oh, babe, let's like let's take a let's let's take a bus from Munich to Switzerland. <laughs> I was like, it'd be beautiful. Like we'll be driving through the mountains, all this stuff, and the talked Alps. her into it. It was cheaper, you know, all this stuff. Uh, come to find out, I bought a ticket from a bus from. Uh, Munich to Zurich, Switzerland, and then we had to jump on a train, and the the time between the bus and the train was 20 minutes. No, and gosh. we had, and the whole ticket was There's in German. No English. Yeah, yeah, the whole ticket was in German. Which, we had, we thought we were going to be on a bus from uh, Munich all the way down to to Geneva, um, and then we had a rude awakening that we were supposed to transfer to a train. We we like stopped off in Zurich and we're like, what the hell is this? Like, you know, that kind of thing. Very confusing. Um, missed our train, obviously, and we were stuck in a uh, foreign country. Um, the place <laughs> we weren't supposed to. four different languages. Yes. It wasn't like they just spoke German. Like, they were, it was German, French, I don't Italian, know, Italian, Italian and then, yeah, but there were four different languages that they spoke. Yeah, so completely different adapters for our, our electronics. Our second time <laughs> to ever go international. We're, we're stuck in Zurich, Switzerland don't we all of our phones like all of our technology was about to die um i forgot about this it just so happened the place we were we had adapters for like all around the world yeah it just so happens the place we were in the adapter they used was different than all in like Mm -hmm. half of europe yeah just yeah so we were charging like our phones through our uh um our laptops and i mean it, it was kind of you know it was our first like shit we're, we're we were way in over our heads like all of our family yeah. at this point was kind of like just 
like they were like why why are you doing this like why are you you, you know we were you 20 years old we were you 20 years old well they were even kind of like why are you trapped like what, yeah well you know, let, yeah yeah we'll get into more of that but you know and and so we had to figure it out we like we we're stressing out at first you know and all this stuff and then we were like let's just go sit down at starbucks we'll get some you know get some coffee and kind of figure this out mm-hmm. and then we ended up getting to our location we we're supposed to get in geneva by uh i think it was 3 p.m yeah. what time do we get there like midnight it was midnight midnight yeah, yeah. it was an all um, day thing all day thing. which you know to say all that the whole the biggest lesson we learned from that because there are no accidents everything yeah. happens for a reason we look back on that and we're like we figured it out yeah. you know like we were kind of low-key stranded in this country yeah. that we've never been in where they don't speak our language yeah, i where, was working an online job and it was like we yeah. spent all of our we like we were because ball- i was working while we were over there so we we're yeah. balling out we we're like yeah. let's rent a car yeah. like, let's do all this shit and, <laughs> let's go see a castle and so we Alps. were supposed to travel <laughs> yeah exactly we we're supposed to travel to geneva and then we were going to have, like, you know, two days to kind of catch up on some work, yeah. kind of stroll around, and stuff like that. Yeah. And so, like, you know, I, we had, like, you know, $100 yeah. left in our accounts until I got paid the next day. And I was like, so we were stranded in another country in a place we didn't speak the language um, with, like, you know, no chargers, no nothing, <laughs> and $100 to our name. So, yeah. you know, it was, it was you know, it gets, pretty stressful. But at stressful. the end of the time, it's like, you know. I look back on that and it's like, I'll never forget that, you know? And it's like, we overcame that. And And it's, and it also goes to show that no trip is ever perfect, but that also translates into life. Like I digging into my childhood, like I always thought that the, the top level people, they just didn't meet hardship as often. Like I thought that everyone kind of had it easy. And the only reason bad things were happening to me was because I did maybe I was guilty of something or, you know, I blamed it a lot on myself, but also like I, it wasn't until I was probably 19 and we started dating that I was like, Oh, even whenever, you know, crazy stuff happens to you, you can still turn it around and make it a positive thing, you you know? And I didn't even that, you know, that was just never really taught. And and that's in going, you know, kind of and how the society sucks at this is you're taught that, you know, you want to be comfortable you don't you don't want to yeah. you don't want to get outside of you know the box and you know all this stuff and it's like you don't learn anything get, that. get out of the box get out of the box <laughs> jerry jump <laughs> but you know and it's it's just and that's you know so we we both left our schools because you know i was like this is ridiculous i don't do you want me to dig into my childhood yeah and go then ahead because we we're already like 36 minutes in i know how long do we want to go are we just gonna know, we'll figure it out if we could we could splice it up if we need to this is probably going to turn into a two-part podcast because um well yeah it's 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 deep it's very deep it's yeah it's a lot we're gonna ease y'all into it but yeah so um with my childhood well i guess we throw the song back to the 1900s (laughs) no i'm just kidding um i you know I was born in Houston, Texas. I It's just me and my sister and my mom and my dad, all that good stuff. Thought the world was great and dandy. You know, we had just moved into a two-story house with a pool, and we were just living the life, throwing parties, whatever. And then my world kind of changed whenever, you know, my parents got divorced whenever I was six. 
I at the time thought that it was, you know, a pause, like potentially could be a positive thing because they were, yeah, you get two Christmases, you get two birthdays, like two Thanksgivings, like sometimes two Easter's if you, you know, if if whatever you get money, (laughs) my dad would give me money every month, which, you know, looking back, I'm like, that was child support. It's not, I thought I was going to be getting cash in the mail, you know, like (laughs) six years old trying to understand it all, (laughs) but like. So whenever that happened, uh, we moved from Houston up to Old Meridian, Texas, which, like we said... Which is another weird thing, is we both lived in Houston at the same time. Yeah. Like, we've, the, we've kind of, like, inadvertently been in the same places in the same time our whole life. didn't even know... And we, didn't really know... Like, like, know each other. Even when we went to the same school that had 1,500 people, like, the same we town... Never we never out. hung out. Like, like, we knew of each other. Our friends were friends with each other, but, like, we didn't hang ever out. personally hang out yeah. or, you know, anything. But, so, yeah, super weird. But I feel like the more I go into it, the more I'll be like, oh, yeah, I forgot we had that in common, too. <laughs> yeah. But, um... So, yeah, we moved up to Meridian and super small town, compl- like, 180 from Houston, Texas, obviously. And so we were there for about not even not even a year because I moved there my second semester of first grade. Um, August of that same year, our house completely burnt to the ground. Like we lost absolutely everything. The only thing we had were the clothes that were on our backs the day that, you know, my sister and I were in school. And so that in itself made a huge impression on my childhood. I kind of you know, tried to make what I could of it as a kid. And I think not trying to get into like a therapy session, but I think a lot of what I went through growing up, I bottled up inside because it made me so angry that whenever I did act out on it, I would immediately regret it because I could tell that it would like hurt the people around me. So I just learned to not say a dang thing to just go on through my life like my teachers would call my mom and be like she never smiles is everything okay at home but like again let me be clear or not again but like let me be super clear that my mom is absolutely the she's not perfect by textbook definition but she was absolutely the perfect person you know perfect mom for me I also believe that you choose your parents in a sense before you come into this life you choose where you're born you choose you know who your family is like I think there's a reason everything happens exactly as it does and um so basically like after that all happened you know I met this girl who was my best friend growing up she she had a huge family they were very very christian family like you never saw them get upset or frustrated or you know they were just i I don't know you also you know who i'm talking about right like they everyone in town knew them as like oh they're just the sweetest people like love them all to death and i was best friends with the there were six kids and i was best friends with the second youngest one and I, by playing with her and, like, going over to her house pretty much every day that, every day of the year, it seems like, like, I was always over there playing with them, that I kind of got this idea in my head that, oh, well, maybe their life is so good because they're closer to God, you know, and so that, even though I was baptized, you know, whenever I was born, and, like, yeah. I think it's the norm to be Christian, and especially in well, small especially town in Texas, small town Texas yeah, but it's like when it, I look back on that, and I'm like, okay, that person never, you know, did Christian, like, like, actually did this, the, yeah. they just all say they're Christian. It's like a front for, yeah, but, yeah. yeah, because how dare you not believe in God, but, like, I also don't go to church, you know, yeah. which I'm not saying you have to be Christian to go to church, but I, you get what I'm saying. Anyways, yeah. um, 
So I just kind of had this idea in my head that if I get closer to God, bad things won't happen. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's how I thought it was. I was like, of course it makes sense. You know, that like, there's trauma this, kid. yeah, there's this guy in the sky who, you know, is going to watch over my family and he's going to make sure that like no harm comes to us and make sure we're safe and make sure we don't have to worry about these bad things happening. And like, that was me as, you know, like a eight, like seven, eight year old trying to put together all the pieces. And, um... As I kind of got older, you know, I you know, I started getting my family to go to church. We started, you know, going every single Sunday, sometimes your, your on Wednesday as well. The, her godchild. Her godchild, right? yeah. yeah. So my mom definitely believes that, like, I was the reason that we kept going to church and everything. Because not only, you know, did I want to be closer to God, but my best friend went. And so, like, yeah. my mom was close with their family, too. And she was close with my friend's mom and, you know, all that good stuff. And so it wasn't... It wasn't like you had to pull teeth to get us to go. Like, we were excited to go, even though the church we went to was 45 minutes away. I should be clear that this was a non-denominational church. It wasn't, you know, it was, I guess, te- if you had to label it, it would be closest to Baptist, which even then I look back I and I'm like, I, ha- like I hate the labels anyways. Yeah, because, you know, in Meridian, there's only Methodist, Baptist, and the Cowboy Church. Yeah, Pentecostal. 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 Pentecostal, yeah. I mean, like, but other than that, you know. Yeah, we don't have, like, it's not, you don't have, like, a big pool. Like, especially now where we live in Louisville, it's like you have everything. Yeah, like everything around you. you have the but Church of Ladies Who Knit Cat Sweaters. Ju- what was the Church of, <laughs> church of Science? science and, yeah, I was, was like, like what? No, but, it, but it wasn't, like, because there is a Church of Science. It was, like, the Church, the church of Christ in the science it was scientific studies of, I was like I was <laughs> it was like, very specific yeah. yeah but so like that obviously those weren't really options and um even though my mom was right ra- Lutheran is technically I guess what we were supposed to be that's raised what, but like we were but I didn't even go through but then we were Methodist yeah yeah I would just you go back and forth and I was with cowboy it. cowboy church <laughs> but um so I love the idea of this church that you didn't sing, you know, hymnals and, you know, almost fall asleep in the church service. And they, they played like a band before the yeah. ser- service started and there were drums and guitars and like people singing and you could wear jeans. You could even wear holes in those jeans. <laughs> no one judged you. And it was just this whole other world because whenever we'd go to our little Lutheran church, you know, on Sundays back home where we're from, for usually for Easter, for my grandma, all that good stuff, you know, you weren't allowed to do that. You weren't allowed to, yeah. it was showing your shoulders was just kind of weird. And I don't know, it was just a lot of weird stigmas that people in the church would look down on you for. And yeah. and I appreciated being in this place where you kind of got to do whatever. You could dye your hair blue and God still loved you. Like it was just yeah. a really crazy idea to me. But so I got so wrapped up into that. And I think like, uh, which my beliefs now are not different. I think that. We've, yeah, we've gone through like a whole spiritual journey. Of yeah, life. definitely. Because we both kind of like, there we go. Um, we both kind of like, we questioned, like, we both grew up in a Christian home and everything Mm -hmm. like that. And, you know, and I, with all of this stuff, it kind of conveniently rocks, like, all stems from 2016. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, like, the start of all this and everything like that. And it was like, the, the, um, the stories of, you know, the, uh, the, uh, priests and the catholic, you know, catholic priests coming out with, like, young boys and, like, all of this stuff. And we were just like. You know, I remember thinking, you know, okay, if, you know, if a, a kid in another country dies and he doesn't believe in Jesus, is he going to hell? Like, I had yeah. all of these questions and, you know, I was like, well, I don't really 
believe that you know i was like if you know if if someone's you know if someone's a buddhist and they are the you know and by definition they check off every mark of the christian you know belief but they don't believe in jesus and all this stuff they're going to hell yeah and so i you know i just that was super sketchy to me and like and every time i would go to church i felt like because i was questioning these things Mm -hmm. that i was getting judged for it and all of these things and i you know and then i I got baptized again when I was probably like 10, 11 yeah, or something like that. Yeah, same, I did too. I got Because re-baptized. I felt like I needed to, to kind of, you know, like, I was like, I'm dirty. That, no, like, I'm yeah. deciding yeah, that yeah, I yeah, want to, yeah. you know, I'm going to wash my sins clean yeah. and all that. Go- yeah, that's crazy. But now we, we're more, and, and it kind of, this kind of stems into the whole, you know, I think we're obviously going to cut this up into two parts. Um, but um, whatever, yeah. Uh, but it kind of stems into the whole, like, you know, w- okay what like everyone's always taught this but no one questions yeah the you know no one questions anything we're all just like you know okay if, yeah we're spoon-fed oh the man on the tv said this okay yeah that's that's what it is you know yeah. no one questions anything no one researches stuff no one you know and so that kind of started us on this journey that we've been on for the past three years mm-hmm. is because we came together i remember the day we did it we you were saying we were sitting in the office and um we kind of, I kind of always thought that, and I was like, okay, how do I bring this up? Because yeah. I thought, you know, because well, and you, know, you never want to think about the fact that, like, or because people always say, like, you better marry a Christian man, and you yeah. better make sure that, you know, you read the Bible together, and you, and I'm not, and you know, not, obviously and, shitting on any of yeah, that. I'm not. And here's the idea, but yeah. to be honest, we didn't do that. That yeah. wasn't. Th- we didn't come together because of God. We came together because both of us had gone through hell in some form of another, yeah. and we just it just kind of led us to where we we're at. Yeah. But um, we'll get into that because I kind of want to like explain how I went through like UMHP yeah. and stuff like that also because that has a big toll on, or big you know impact on it as well. But so going back kind of like to my childhood, I feel like I really need to mention that whenever my parents divorced, um, this wasn't something that. I really don't think either of my parents wanted. I think they both did it to, just kind of to, they were fighting about something and they, and it just, it, they went through with it. The big, biggest reason they did it is because my dad was a really bad alcoholic and he had, he had a very bad issue with it. It was a disease. This is something he fought his entire, pretty much his entire life. I feel like, cause whenever, you know, that generation, they would start drinking when you're like 15, you know, yeah. and. And, but my dad, you know, he was a very, 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 very good football player. And he, you know, ended up getting scholarships from like OU and he ended up going on and playing at A&M for a short while. And so like, this was, this is how I always looked up to my dad. And so like Jarrett was saying about his college dreams, you know, this was some, whenever you're in a, I don't know if it's just a small town thing, obviously, cause that's where we lived and that's my only experience or if this is all over, but whenever you're a kid, like in elementary, they ask you, what do you want to be when you grow up? And you say like firefighter, spaceman, you know, like yeah. whatever the case is. But then once you get to junior high, it's like, okay, where are you going to go to college? What yeah. are you going to do next? Okay, after you're high not going to be an astronaut. Exactly. What are you actually like, what do? are you really going to do? Was, like yeah, be realistic it's so about it. Because it's like, you know, as it's like once you hit a certain age, these big dreams and aspirations <laughs> yeah. are out the table. You're like, okay, you're going to get a real job. You're going to yeah. pay bills. You're going to, you know, you're going to be in debt. Like all the, you can't be an astronaut. Like exactly. what the hell are you doing? And that's, you know, yeah. that was another reason why that's, I always questioned that. I was like, what the hell? Like, you we know, just switched, you going to yeah, switch like, up on me like All of a sudden, once like, you get to last junior year, high, I yeah, could be last a year, you could be anything. And now I got to be a lawyer. I got to be <laughs> yeah. a dentist or it's like, crazy. What? But yeah, that's true. And I think, <sighs> 
I don't know. Yeah, you get to a certain age where you're like, okay, what am I going to do with college? Like, what am I going to do next? How am I going to get out of this small town where everybody knows everybody and there's so much drama that's constantly going on? Like, how am I going to get out of this and make mm-hmm. something of myself? And so the, not the easiest way because not a lot of people do it, but the best painted way to do that is to play a sport in college yeah. and to get a scholarship and to, you know, pay for your college debt and, like, all that <clears throat> stuff. And so I think both of us had a very big influence from Texas A&M University yep. growing up and that Gig'em. was still Gig'em to the day. <laughs> my my dream was to play basketball at A&M like yep. that's what I, I was going to do me and my dad you know we had the talk we had the agreement like my whole family knew like this was my thing this is what I was going to do you know <laughs> blah 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 whatever and so for me at least you know you get into high school and you start to take those standardized tests. Well, I mean, you start taking them in, like, third grade, but you start really paying attention to these standardized tests because not only do you have it in math and reading, but you have it in, like, seven out of your eight subjects, you know? And it's... Uh, I I don't... I My class was the first class to take the STAR test, which was, like, the new standardized test with it or whatever. Yeah, I remember but y'all being the guinea pigs. We were the guinea pigs with it, and then y'all were after us, but I remember there being questions about, like... Oprah Winfrey on it and like Roman architecture and like all this random stuff that the teachers didn't know how to teach to us and I don't know if I think standardized testing standardized testing teachers don't even know what's going to be on it exactly okay and it and all the all the my star test results that came back that I didn't do too great in in the class I was doing phenomenal and so it's like so yeah and I I was a weird kid I'm just a weird person in general but it's like best thing that i had going for me is that when i went home like i watched the discovery channel and i watched yeah. the history channel and like that's what i did as a kid i've always kind of been a nerd and yeah most kids don't do that yeah and so it's like you know, i was watching hannah montana yeah, like and so I'm like, oh yeah you know it's an aqueduct okay oh yeah like i knew like all of this stuff and it's just and i see everybody else you know struggling but i'm like you know and i, and I knew that as a kid i knew that i was like yeah. okay well i understand that the reason i know these things is because you know i have interests you know, I'm, I'm outside of school. That's what I'm doing. Like, I'm watching these, you know, weird shows about yeah. ancient aliens that just so happen to mention the same thing that's on my star. Like, yeah, weird stuff luckily, like that. which I didn't do that growing up, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I was normal. No, I'm just I was kidding. a normal kid. <laughs> but yeah, I would, I realized at a super young age, obviously, that these tests aren't testing you on your intelligence they're te- they're trick questioning you yeah. it's not like they're really trying to see how smart you are they're just trying to see if you can basically bend the knee to the answer they want you to you know well, make and I, after going through it it's it's not a it's our education system is not set up to make you smarter it's it's to make you obedient and mm-hmm. good at taking tests That's exactly all you really exactly and is, that was something that when we started taking those t- tests i that followed me all the way to college like even till this day even if it is a buzzfeed survey i stress out and i overthink every single question you, like hey what do you want to eat like and i'm like mm, give me options because you know and that might be something that stems deep in me I'm because serious. i was worse at the fill in the blank questions or the where you get no a b c d <laughs> Even EFG, you know, options like that stresses me out. I need to know my options and then I can make a decision. And yeah, that probably stems from all that. I just thought of this, but I literally remember, I don't remember who who it was, but uh, one of our teachers taught us the the math, math, like the, the probability of an answer being D. And like how oh, how yeah. how picking when you're when you're in when you don't know the answer picking D is a like you know 
thirty percent chance higher, you know, of yeah. getting it right. And and I was Which like, like, I was like, why do we need to? We spent more time test that. skills <laughs> than we did like learning shit. And it's like we, and that's and the reason we're doing this podcast is because you know, the last three years we've essentially been diving into every rabbit hole there is yeah. to know. And like, I mean, we genuinely like. We'll try to. I don't believe the best piece of information is right in front of your face. Yeah, no, you know, I think like, you have. To, I think, in a sense, you kind of have to teach yourself stuff. And today's oh, definitely. world, you have to Especially teach yourself. even in college, yeah. like even at a college level where you we, are paying thousands upon thousands of dollars for this education, you are most likely going to end up sitting in the lecture, listening to whatever bullcrap the professor is telling you, and then taking your ass home afterwards and learning everything yeah, yourself. That's, that's like exactly how going I got to YouTube, school. figuring it out, yeah. you know, on your own. And maybe not everyone's like that, you know, like I I know a lot of people really do enjoy the like the structure because I did. I enjoyed the crap out of it. Let me be super clear about school. I was the teacher's I mean, not like the obnoxious teacher's pet. Like, I laid low with it, but like, low key, if the teacher gave me a little gold star, I was just over the moon because I was yeah. like, oh, she likes, likes me. me. She yeah. thinks I'm a good kid. Like, again, I had, you know, thought thinking God's going to love me less if I act out on any emotions. And so I go to the I, principal's office. I'm going to hell. Oh, which I did go to the principal's office one time, oh, and I, I still so. never forget the teacher who sent me what, there. One time. One time, and Ooh. you know what it was for? Right. I didn't even do anything. I was so young and innocent, it still pisses me off, which it was Mr. Patterson, so like yeah, he right. called my mom and they laughed about it afterwards, but I wore one of my sister's, uh, Amer- it was, I think it was Abercrombie & Fitch shirt, and it had a large yellow rubber ducky on it, and it said, what the duck? Uh. And my PE teacher <laughs> sent me to the de- to detention for it to the principal's office, and I I was so mortified. They sent me home to change shirts, and I was like, I didn't even it know duck. it was a fu- like it was a little furry, yeah. you know, so a little bit where you rubbed it, and so I just I, I remember it was like brown and it had Ew. like turquoise lettering on Ew. it. And, hey, it was the early two thousands. Yeah, that was that's normal. That's why they sent it. That's why they sent you home. No, like, but hideous shirt. A big yellow duck, but no. So like, I'm glad. Hey, I, I'm, I'm happy. For and you. then I, I remember know. one other time I got in trouble, and it was because this kid, which I wonder if he would even remember this, but like he threw a rock at me, a big old rock at the bonfire. Yeah, Texas, small town Texas, at the bonfire for homecoming. He threw a big rock at me, so I threw a rock back, and then I didn't get to go to the um, blackout pep rally because of it, and I was pissed. Uh, I remember sitting in so those fold-up wooden chairs in the auditorium of the old elementary school. Oh, no, you went through a lot worse, didn't you? Because you acted Dude, I went on to the, stuff. I went to the principal's office like I probably averaged like six trips a year. That is insane. And I wasn't a bad kid. I just like, like I said, I've always, I've always questioned authority. So I would, you know, I, it wasn't like I would do bad things. I was just, I did what I did, what my, I did what I wanted to do. You know, (laughs) you know, I didn't want to listen. I wanted to play with erasers and, you know, make noises and shit like that. I was like, you know, (laughs) who who are you to judge me? Right. You know, (laughs) we all have our downfalls and our, let me make noises and all this stuff. And, you know, the teacher would bend over and i'd make farting noises <laughs> like you know it's you know oh my goodness. i i like to have fun and i like to laugh yeah, that's and a lot true. of the times that you can't do that in school no, you because you must be obedient because you, you must not eat in class you, you must raise your hand yeah, to go to yeah, the restroom they're training you, you to be obedient little puppies that are gonna get a job and you know not question which anything which obviously does the complete opposite because people just end up falling on to you know 
like alcohol or drugs yeah. or it, well because it's that's not a you know if you're it, to be an obedient little puppy your whole life is that's not a very fulfilling yeah life. because like, eventually job, you're like because it's like think about it you you go to school you have to sit down at a desk you can't you can't go to the bathroom without raising your hand you can't speak out without raising your hand you got to listen you the teacher's always line. right yeah you walk in lines and then you go to college and you get you know an ungodly amount of debt mm -hmm. and then you have to work your entire life to pay that debt off fun yeah oh sign, oh, me, sign up. me up yeah <laughs> so you know it's like so when I you put it in that astronaut. and people are like oh shit okay yeah when you put it that way yeah it's like you know and we have good news for you we, we you know there's a way out yeah but it's not the easiest path to take obviously you know but it's gonna have you're gonna have hardships and that's the thing is the past three years have maybe been the hardest years of our life i don't know i won't say that because we've been having fun it's, but well, we've it's gone not through the most, most consistent us. struggle, I guess you would say. Yeah. But it's like we're learning from it. We look it. at it differently. Yeah, we, we don't look it. at we're it like, as struggle. We, literally, we go into something and we're like, well, it's, for example, when we travel, we don't plan out what we're going to do. We're like, okay, we're going to be in this country for this day or these days and we're going to do, you know, we're going to, you know. So we give ourselves room for mess ups and we give ourselves room. Time to time, miss a yeah. bus or a train. Because or... it, it's like you don't, you know. You don't know what's going to happen. Exactly. Like, you don't, you can't plan out everything. You know, you don't. And that was you're, something. You're, you're just here for the ride. That, that was something. And you got to be, you got to take life that way. Like, you're just here to experience it. Exactly. And that was one of the biggest pills for me to swallow is whenever you can't we. plan everything. I, yeah, you can't plan and everything. I was because, such a go by the flow. And I was and, like, okay, can you tell me just what time? You know, like that kind of thing. Because I remember. Dude, don't worry about it. We'll, I, we'll I didn't, I didn't decide which college I was going to go to until. May 2nd of the month that I was graduating. Jeez. I graduated May 31st. Like, I waited till the absolute last minute because, well, first off, like like I was saying, my dream school has always been Texas A&M. Just so happened that my counselor sent out my transcripts too late to A&M, and so, therefore, I didn't get accepted. I My application didn't even go through. Jeez. That counselor ended up getting fired because of that. But, like, what are the odds that something like that yeah, happens? happens? You know, yeah. like, that was my well, plan. That had been my plan for... My, since I was six years old, since yeah. I knew what basketball, what A&M, what the colors, my dad always wore A&M mm -hmm. stuff. So, like, listening to the war hymn after every single win, you know, and yeah. beating UT and, all like, all that I good still, stuff. I still, I saw, we live, we live in Kentucky now, and I saw a man <laughs> had the audacity to have a mud flap that had a Texas Longhorn on it. And I explained to my coworker how shitty Texas was for, like, the next 30 <laughs> minutes. And it's like, he's like, wow, you really hate them, don't you? And I was like... I mean, not really. We, we haven't even, played them anymore. Yeah, like, we, don't, we haven't played them in years. But it's years. like that—that was our family. They—they they instilled it in us. Oh, I was yeah. talking. We were talking about this the other day. I remember after you know the weekend, you come back to school and you are arguing with those Longhorns that no Texas oh A&M is better. God. And even though you're in fifth grade and you don't even I know was, the I rules have of football. So many memories of me being a child at my grandma's <laughs> house child. at things. A little child <laughs> stressing out about a football game because I told everyone because all of my friends have to be longhorns yeah so i was telling i was like no like y'all suck you're gonna lose like all this stuff and i'm this over there my blood. <laughs> you know having a mini heart attack because i'm like oh my god like we sucked when we played them like the last few years that a&m played texas we you know we were not the greatest it, and so we lost what, uh, what we're not gonna talk about that go that's not where i wanted to go I'm not with that i'm not ready for that that's a whole other story but so i didn't know where i was going i think we could go for like another 30 minutes yeah yeah, I'm with, yeah, I was just, yeah cause yeah. I think that would be fine this is, okay, this is I hope that's episode. fine with Intro everyone else PPP. yeah 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 um, okay so I yeah I didn't know where I was gonna go to college and 
ended up that I, you know, got a tiny, tiny little, you know, scholarship to go cheer at the University of Mailer, Mary Hardin Baylor. This is not your Baylor Bears. They don't, this is, I think, better than Baylor. They don't have all the rape allegations <laughs> that went on. I think it's just a top tier, way better school. It's way <laughs> Anyways, no it's a sister school to Baylor, but it is a Division three college, and they are national championships, even though the NCAA wants to take that title away from them, which is bullshit. Again, NCAA, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whole video on its own. But um, so I ended up going to Mary Harden Baylor, UMHB, and it was it's a Baptist school. It is a private Christian university, and I mean to where you have to take um, oh crap, I can't even remember what the name of the class is. Testimony. Testimony. Maybe I. I I can't remember. I didn't have to take it because I knew I was going to transfer out after the first semester. <laughs> but <laughs> mainly because I, you end up at this very Christian university and college kids are doing the same thing in a Christian university as they are in, say, Texas State. Which, if you know anything about Texas State, is it is one of the it's largest party school, party school of, nation, of Texas. Probably. Maybe of the nation, yeah. Like, th- this is where you go to party. Like, I went to both. And so, I can honestly say that the kids do the same thing on the weekends as they do, you know, in the big party schools. It's not just because you're at a Christian university does not people, mean... People on my football team at Lamar, when we, especially when we started dating, mm-hmm. we would, like, we wouldn't ride together, but it was like they would be in front of me like going to texas state to party and i was going to yeah. hang out with you and yeah, it's like, but that, that's, like that's where they went to go party yeah and that whenever i realized that oh even in a small division three christian school people are still getting wasted on the weekends to run away from all their problems and their stress and their worries about college i was like in my head i i because umhb was so small it was a lot like high school to me that's what kind of what i made of it is i thought everyone had their cliques you know like the literally the band members hung out with the band members the cheerleaders and the football player like that's how it was it was just a larger scale of high school to me and so that's a big reason why i decided to transfer to a division one school is because that was like at least, at least whenever you party at Texas State, no one's judging you for it. But at UMHB, if you get a little too wasted on the weekend, there's it's still going to get around the whole school, just like high school. It is yeah. absolutely insane. But but again, we weren't allowed to have sororities or fraternities because that just was against. It's not Christian. It, I guess so. God I, doesn't uh, approve. Yeah, which is so which, hypocritical to me, uh, you know. And I, I remember we would go, we would literally go down to Sixth Street in Austin on Saturday night, wake up, wipe the crusted makeup off of our face, and then go to church. You know, like that's how we balanced it. I guess that's how we lived with our moralities or morals of like you know fulfilling both things you know because we still wanted to have fun but we don't want to be judged or you know like loved less by god like i remember me and my friend one of my absolute best friends i remember we would have to sit down no i don't want it not in this context because i don't i don't want to (laughs) (laughs) but we would have to like kind of low-key force ourselves to sit down and have like a bible study together and read with each other and we'd have to hold each try to hold each other accountable to like actually do these things and the whole thing that turned me off from it was I didn't get any of it. I didn't understand any of it. It didn't talk to me. Like I like I said, I was the godchild in my mom's eyes, you know. I 
vividly remember going to church camp back whenever I was in like sixth grade and I was so excited because I was like, oh, church camp. Yeah. Like this is, this is the good stuff. Like this is, <laughs> you know, all these good Christian people coming together to like celebrate God. And like, this is going to be the top level. I'm going to fill God's hands on my shoulders. Like that's <laughs> what I, how I, you know, I was just ready for it. I was so excited. I'd bought my new Bibles, all this good stuff. And I remember we'd get there and we'd be in the worship, which was my favorite part, you know, because that's whenever you feel the music and it's like, you know, you get all those vibrations and it's it's this, you feel closest to God whenever yeah. you're jamming out to music, I feel like. I don't know. And I remember we would get done and we would all have these meetings and people would just be like, so I felt God in this way and God, God said this specifically to me <laughs> and like all this stuff. And I, I remember being like, okay, well, like he didn't talk to me what i don't that, think like yeah like I, I yeah i was like i don't think i heard his voice but like i don't know what he would sound like you know and like i literally had super, like kind of the same context thing like i really? literally that's when i got baptized it was that i got i got saved yeah at church camp yeah and i literally did it because i was like i because people were like oh and that's when you feel god like you feel god mm -hmm. in your heart and everything like that and i was like all right, like, if I'm sitting here questioning all this stuff, like, and I'm probably, I literally, as a kid, like, growing up, I was like, I'm probably going to go to hell. Yeah. Because, like, <laughs> I genuinely, like, that's Same. what was instilled in my brain. I was more scared of if, demons than, yeah, like, anything else. Yeah, I was like, else. if you question everything, you're going to hell. Yeah, or, how not dare really. you? Yeah. How dare you question the Lord? <laughs> <laughs> but, so I was like, all right, I got to make a move. Because I was like, you know, because, and especially this I got to make a move. I got to get out of this place. <laughs> And dunking me underwater, and I don't feel crap. <laughs> but no, but that's how it was. I went and, you know, got saved or whatever, and I said the Lord's Prayer and all this I stuff. Said the and prayer. I didn't feel anything. And, you know, looking back on it, it's like, you know, uh, I think it's like a different. I think it's. I don't really know how to say that. But I, I think people do feel that, and they do oh, feel yeah, that connection. Definitely. I was doing it for the absolute wrong reasons. Same. Same. And I think that's why I don't. I was doing it out of my own guilt yeah. for things that had happened to me that I had no control over. That was my my way of like rationalizing yeah. it was, oh, well, you know, bad things happen to my family. That's how I it is. I can't go to hell, so I've got to, yeah. you know. <laughs> I, I can't was afford more, to go to hell right now. Yeah, and I was more already, scared yeah. of everything than I was. Of, I was scared of, I was scared of Christianity so much that I was like, I have to, you know, yeah. I have to, you know, bend to it. Yeah, know, so exactly. But I remember, you know, like. Think I would see people literally laid out on the ground with their shoes off, just praying so hard with their face in the ground. Like as we're worshiping with hundreds of people in one room, you know. And so I was like, okay, I'll try that. And I remember I ended up like falling asleep because it was an early morning worship, and I was like, oh God, is not gonna be proud of me for this, you know? Like I was just, it didn't. I did not get out of it what I wanted to. But I remember coming back being hopeful yeah. that other people could, because there was a girl that I went with who was probably like. 14 or 15 and she had already lost her virginity and she felt so guilty about it the whole you know whole camp and god single-handedly selected her out of the audience and pulled her up to the front up to the stage because they have you know like the leaders and stuff yeah. and so one came up and specifically pulled her out of the audience up to the stage it was kind of low-key because they were doing it to a bunch of other people as well but and they made her a virgin again like she wow was a virgin again leaving church camp 
because they told her that God forgives you of your sins, and so if you want to be a virgin again, again you can. Wow. And I just thought that was because <laughs> I one of my best friends, her sister was fourteen or fifteen at the time, and had just gotten pregnant. You might know who I'm talking about, but like just gotten pregnant, and I remember going home and messaging her on MySpace and being like, <laughs> Bailey, you can become a virgin again. Like, <laughs> like even though you're pregnant. It's possible. Like, like God will God do that will, for he you. Reverse that shit. And <laughs> Literally, I remember like. Don't sweat. You're fine. Yeah, you'll be good. Don't even work. Like God's got you. You know. And obviously, there's a lot I didn't understand behind it, but that played so much into going into college and expecting, having these weird expectations with God and your yeah. relationship with Him. And I prayed all the time. Like I prayed ever, I still pray all the time, but it's just in a different yeah. context now, you know, and I don't, I, I, I also understood that the Bible is a lot of different translations from a yeah. lot of different languages. And <laughs> to, it's a, to, yeah, we kind of transition into where we're going. Yeah. We started looking into it more and like we did, we questioned it. We, you know, and it's once, once you can make that distinction of like, okay, no, like, you know, you know, I was a child and I had anxiety about this religion mm-hmm. that was supposed to be, you know, fulfilling Make you and feel saving safe me. and but, protected. W- but the way I was being taught about it and, it, you know, and through church and everything like that was, you know, it was in a sense, it was kind of a scare tactic. Like, if you yeah. don't, if you don't believe, if you don't do all this and stuff. And if you like, question, like. <laughs> yeah, and if you question God and all this stuff, you're like, you know, you could go to hell and all that, you know. And then the biggest thing for me was always you know well what about the people that don't believe that are still good people like yeah. how in the world can they go to hell exactly because like that? that was another thing is you know uh, my childhood best friend growing up her younger sister i remember the one that was a part of this really big christian family she would always say like well if you drink alcohol you're going to hell and yeah. you know my dad was an alcoholic and i felt torn because i was like i i don't think my dad is a bad guy i yeah. don't I don't think he has a mean bone in his body, but I think he, you know, me trying to make sense of it all, I was like, he just has these temptations. And even though it's sinful, like, maybe there's exceptions, you know, (laughs) like, I didn't, I tried really hard to process all of that, but it wasn't until I got older, you know, and I realized that it, everyone goes through some form of that, whether it's, you know, drinking or just basic drugs or sex or whatever it is. Like everyone has their little, I classify eating sugar up there with, you know, (laughs) being just as bad as like alcohol, you know, like it's all a drug. Some of them are normalized. Some of them are not. And that's another weird topic that we could get into. But under like the Christian sense with it is it was like, okay, but a lot of the people that I went to church with, like, they they do drink alcohol, yeah. you know, and, like, they do still do these things, just, yeah, even though started, they know. We kind of realized that it wasn't, like, it wasn't the teachings or anything like that. It was the institution of Yeah, it was who was telling you what yeah. to think with and it. And then once you dive into that, you're like, oh, okay. like, you know, looking into the history of how, you know, you know, what King James, like, there's a, there's a version of the Bible, <laughs> like, from King James. No, this brain. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> you know, and it's like, okay, this king had his own version of the Bible, and it's like, okay, how are we to know that this isn't, you know, he put stuff in there that he wanted, you know, people to, you know, follow or whatever, his own ideas about it, and so... And, yeah, it was confusing. Yeah, and so it was like, and then after, you know, after we've kind of questioned all this stuff, it's like, I feel like, you know, I, and I never, I've, I've prayed literally every night since, you know, I was a child, yeah. and I still do, 
and but it's like it's it's so different now that we've kind of questioned this stuff and we kind of went on this journey this like spiritual journey of ours or whatever yeah and started questioning things it's like my relationship with you know god or whatever you want to call it is so much stronger than it ever could Mm -hmm. you know and it's like because i you know i i don't feel guilty about what i think i don't feel guilty about my opinions my you know Mm -hmm. my fears my anxieties it's like you don't have to stay within the lines you know it's it's not it's you're you're free to kind of exactly like i because that's another thing i remember because like again my best friends like family they that was my insight on a lot of christian beliefs and i remember her older sister saying that like if you you know if you do really good like god will give you permission to cuss and so i was like <laughs> oh yeah one day i'm gonna level up i get to do that I'm you know and then it was like little exactly <laughs> and then she would say like god doesn't hear your prayer if you don't end it and in jesus name i pray and i was like oh shoot he hasn't been hearing me yeah. because i've been ending it wrong you know my and, life has been, except yeah. this is why he didn't answer that prayer is because he didn't get it you know like yeah. me trying to make sense of it all it's like an email <laughs> <laughs> literally but and then i remember my best friend taking that star test and she failed and i was like i know she prayed before she took that test yeah. and i know she ended it in jesus name i pray so why did she fail this test mm-hmm. if god is looking out for her in her best interest why on earth would yeah. she fail the test that means if she's not going to look out for her he's definitely not going to look out for me <laughs> and i'm probably going to fail this star test yeah. you know like that was me trying to rationalize all of it but it brought like those two worlds together where yeah. i was just kind of like okay well maybe that's not how this works and yeah. maybe there is something else out there that yeah. i don't know about and i'm going to still you know practice my yeah. good morals and i'm still going to do good things and i'm not going to harm anyone and yeah. you know any of my decisions but at the end of the day like okay, well, maybe there's more to this that I don't really understand or know about. And I think that's kind of like whenever we got to, whenever we started talking and whenever we started getting to know each other that we realized like, okay, this is normal. Yeah, this is fine. This is fine. It's not, this doesn't make me any less of a good person because I'm questioning all this stuff. And how many people are quiet about it, you know, and it's like, that's, I think that's where like our whole ideas on all the, you know, where our ideas from all this stuff stems from is you know we we had to start questioning like you know is this is this right like is this you know and and we kind of went down that rabbit hole and then now it's like you know you know we we still i guess still technically follow christianity you know in a sense it's like not not the institution of christianity but like the teachings of it and i think and i think that you you get you know good ideas but it's like at the same time the more i was digging into it and for those who don't know either like i genuinely love to research stuff like that's it's it, he's yeah it's sick um no. <laughs> he is if anyone in my family doesn't know about a topic they'll be like hey can you ask Jared the amount of times this? your mom <laughs> asks me like hey what do you think about this and then she'll like get me to research something and then just yep. like be like oh my, my, my she calls she calls me her personal researcher <laughs> but i started looking into everything and i'm like oh like the amount of the stories from the bible match up with like all the like every almost every religion has a giant like talks about a flood Mm -hmm. right every religion has their own version of moses like they all line up and the more you look into it you're like okay the uh you know the the uh the original papers of the bible like there's the amount of translations it had to go to to get to where it is now i think there's a ton of misrepresentations in the Bible because it's like they had to translate it. They had to get people to translate it and then they had to translate it from Latin to, you know, mm-hmm. German and then had to translate from German to English. Like, you know, and I'm not, I'm not like super into all the, you know, 
yeah how they got to where it is now but i know that it had to go through a lot of processes and then there's the same papers that they oh i forget what they called but um it's like the sumerian texts or something i don't remember it's, tablets i don't remember what they're called i, I don't know it. but um it's like the 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 original where they got the bible the stories from the bible from there's also stories about um a bald man walking into a city and uh these like group of children were making fun of him because he was bald and he called on god to uh release a a, a, a mother bear to eat the children <laughs> it's like but that got left but, out of the yeah but that got left out so <laughs> you know and it's like when you start looking into it you're like oh okay but the moral of the story is is like you know all these religions are kind of intertwined it's just like what part of the world did you grow up from well that's the that's the context you're yeah. going to get from it and i think that's kind of how that's where our our religious beliefs stem from now is that they're all the same thing like yeah. I, I, I genuinely think so i think every religion has the same morals to the most for the most part you know the like same basic morals and everything like that it's just kind of where you grew up from yeah and that and i think that's that was the start of where we are today and you know spiritually now talking, yeah spiritually yeah. and you know how our mind works like yeah. how we question everything you know it's like that was such a relieving you know that that was an like i would i literally looking back on it now i had anxiety attacks as a child like yeah. as a kid Ew, i would have yeah. anxiety attacks about you know am i am i gonna go to hell because i question these mm -hmm. things and you know and so it was a it was a huge relief to me when i started looking into it and i'm like you know and then talking to you about yeah. it and we went through like the same stuff and and now it's like you know anything that and especially in today's world it's like anytime something comes out we automatically were like okay i'm gonna wait and see how this plays out yeah or i'm gonna you know let's let's I'm not look gonna into be quick it to jump and yeah. make an okay this person's saying it. that this is at, like you know and then we, like the it's people just like all right let's wait on it let's just see yeah, what let's happens, see what happens. and yeah. you know doing your own research and it, it it instead of like bending to the same it's the same thing that we started you know started this conversation off with it was it was um you know how how school uh it kind of molds you into this cookie cutter mold of a mm -hmm. person it's like i felt like the institution yeah the institution of you know christianity was kind of the same concept it was, it was. molding and you that's... into like this cookie cutter person and you know and yeah and, and it in in every aspect too yeah. cuz it wasn't just spiritually or or you know it wasn't just mentally or it was also like emotionally and physically as well you know we talk about like cuz also like i said i cheered at UMHB the next year i ended up transferring down to Texas State cuz i ended up making the cheer team down there and you know again that's top level athletes you mm -hmm. know that's people that are you know like we would get up at 5 a.m for practice and then you know have school all day and then i practice in the evening and then you have like everything in between and it, it's a lot but that's whenever you're supposed to be getting the mo best care for yourself yeah. you're you're performing for these coaches uh, there's, a, there's a statistic i always spouted off it's like if you if you're playing at a division one college you're in like the top 0.1 percent of your class like your national class really yeah if, like if yeah. you played in a sport in a division one college you were better than like, better. I shouldn't say better. You were ahead of ninety nine percent of wow. the nation. Yeah, like you're essentially in the it, top one. Yeah. So you, you know, and that's again, that's what you grow up looking forward yeah. to is I'm gonna do this sport and I'm gonna yeah. be at this and college to like, yeah, and to like, I'm gonna rip my team yeah. and you know, like that's ingrained in you. So, and and so we had such big expectations when you reach that for it level, and you reach yeah. There and then you see how you know 
it's not everything that you wanted. You're like, it's like, oh, oh shit. it's it's normal <laughs> to, huge to take it's normal to take Vicodin and you know Vicodin, sorry, Vivance. <laughs> it's normal to take Vivance to get through you know your semester finals and Literally, stay up all like, night and then go out and snort markets. Adderall so that you can you know uh, which I didn't do this stuff but like go out and snort Adderall. Yeah, I saw it on you know whatever. But um go out to so that you can party all night and you know then if you want mixing cocaine with it so you say it like this stuff happens and it's so normalized that i i say this all the time but like whenever i would go back home and i don't know if my grandma's listening hi grand barbara if you are but like whenever i would go back home and talk to her about what school was like it I just knew her idea of what college was and what I experienced were two completely different yeah. things that I felt like I couldn't even begin to explain. Like, you know, I, yeah, I go to my class and I do what I need, but then, you know, we all go get wasted in Sixth Street on the, yeah. because, like, to escape from our reality because we're all low-key, miserable, stressed out, and have anxiety through the roof that's so normalized that it's like, that. yeah, that's college. That's, yeah. that's what it is. You you know, scrounge for anything free that you can get, you yeah. know, and you, you know, stay in these nice apartments that are also screwing you over left and right with fees and which that's another story we could get into too. I need to swallow. Sorry, I was going on a tangent. <laughs> but like, um, that you realize that everywhere you look, people aren't trying to necessarily help you succeed. They're not. They're yeah. low key screwing you over. But it's so normalized that no one even snaps out of it and is well, like, it's like, oh, like we were saying, like you're, you're, you're you're raised to not question authority exactly you better if you know mind book, it's, it's true like you better you, mind and do the what man they on say. the television and yeah. front of the news prompter is saying this it, it must be true and mm-hmm. you know and that's and if not you're lazy or you don't work hard or you you know think you're entitled you're a little brat because you think like everything needs to be yeah you're privileged you need everything to be handed to you and it's like no, I just, you know, yeah. I don't think these, this organization or this, you know, whatever part of group you're, you know, a, whatever group you're a part of, maybe they just don't have your best interests yeah. at heart. And, and maybe so, you're helping build up their corrupt yeah. system, which, yeah. you know. And they're so transitioning into where we're going That's with this. what this podcast is. That's paper We're plane. exposing. <laughs> <laughs> it is the corruption. It leads into the corruption and all these so, systems that. So, yeah, once you start looking into, like, the institution of Christianity, you see, like, all of the corruption in the Vatican, like the secrecy in the Vatican, yeah. like the 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 higher ups, you know, like like we were talking but about the Catholic priests exactly, and the rape yeah. allegations, and so, then the NCAA. All of the, the I hate Netflix. I absolutely hate Netflix, but they had an awesome documentary about how corrupt the NCAA was, mm-hmm. and I encourage people to go watch it and like yeah. see firsthand. Like you know, if you, I, I witnessed it. Like I, you know, I. I had you, to go. You were lit. He was the heaviest he's ever been. He weighed. I mean, you were two twenty, so you yeah. obviously had a I, lot I of muscle. My, but my, a lot of it was because you, all you had time to eat was pizza. Yeah. Like a college athlete who yeah. is busting his ass for this school. Who, even though it was a Division One huge university, like their football team, yeah. you know, didn't win a whole lot. Yeah, we were like know? three and eight my first yeah. season. Like. <laughs> so it's like you're busting your ass for this, and you don't even get to win on Saturday. You yeah. know, and it's like. You, yeah, you kind of get to a point where you step back, and I remember... You have no personal time. A, a lot of this, you know, played out in the way it needed to be, needed to play out. You know, I should first off say that, like, not only with the education system, with, you know, religion and with um, all of that stuff, but also with, you can say, 
I mean, the healthcare system. Oh, like absolutely. I, I another thing with me that I went through is whenever I was 12 years old, my left knee started swelling up to the size of a softball. Took them three years. So many different doctors that I went to to find out that surgeries. Surgery. Yeah, I went through surgery and like all kinds of crap to figure out what was going on because no one would listen to me or my mom or my opinions on anything. And all I wanted to do at the end of the day was play sports because that was my release from all the bullshit that I was going through. No one would listen. Finally, they realized that I have arthritis. And so yeah. now, like, I have to give myself shots in the leg, like injections. And I have to be okay with the fact that I have this lifelong disease that is going to be with me forever. And, like, even though your body's good now, you might not be able to touch your toes in 10 years. And so, like, then I have that side of it where I'm being required to get all these medicines so that I can stay healthy. And not to mention two shots is $3,000. Like, yeah into the you know into Literally, that whole how, how often did you have to take these shots Cassie? I, I took one i started off taking my the first five years i was on the same medication i took a shot every single week and then i felt like my body built up an immunity to it how much was it three thousand dollars a shot that's like three thousand a week holy cow a week yes and so then which and i didn't pay for that obviously luckily that there are programs for you know lower middle class families like myself you know that yeah. offer these programs thank god because what else would i what are my other options you know yeah. I, and to talk you know and going into the corruption you go buy the same shot in the united like in canada or mexico it's like literally probably a hundred dollars yep it's it is dirt cheap compared to how much this stuff is in america and so like yeah i got to a point where i felt like my body built up an immunity switched medicines now i take now it's every other week instead of every week and so like i guess that's good but also i've been on this biological drug for the last 10 years of my life and i look at that and i'm like what you know terrible factors did that have on myself mm -hmm. i that was a big reason why i got out of cheer as well is because even though i was on this medicine that was supposed to make me feel better having <laughs> two people stand on top of me and then having to go and throw my you know self in a back tuck and like yeah. you know like doing all this stuff i it weighed on me that not only was this system not set up for me to be successful? I felt like I couldn't even speak out about my medical conditions because yeah, if you because if you question anything to your doctors, they just automatically they're like, I, I have the degree, ma'am, you should. Shut well, up. and like, you never want to be that athlete that's a squeaky wheel that always has an yeah. injury. You know, like that was I faced a lot of insecurities and anxiety about that growing up because. I was not the one to complain. Even if I would literally go get 80 cc's drained out of my knee and then go play basketball that night. Like, I did not care what it took. I was going to do whatever I needed to do to play that sport or to make my coach proud or to not let my team down because that's how you're taught. You don't get to look out for yourself if you're on a team, you know, yeah. like that is selfish. And that was something I got to a point whenever I was in college cheering and I was like, no one cares that after I'm done cheering at these football games, I go home and cry myself to sleep because my back hurts so bad, yeah. you know? And, like, I can try to go see a personal trainer, but you have to squeeze in a time between your practices and your meetings and your classes. Yeah. And, like, at the end of the day, I just want to go home and, you know, I have to do my homework. Yeah. And, yeah, and if you try to tell your doctor he's about like, well, it. well, it's just part of it, you know? It's, well, it's no, and then he's – because I'm, you know, I was – uh, 15 whenever I was diagnosed he thinks it's just over the moon that I can still touch my toes you know like so compared to his other patients I'm doing great so like any problems I brought up 
it wasn't an issue like, really well, to least, him. Hey, okay, but yeah, at but least, it could at least, be worse. At least you're not like a Wobby Joe over yeah. here who can't, you know, touch his toes or he's, you know, exactly. he has to, you know, he can't even walk or, you know, exactly. And it's, and it's like that's not how it, you know, that's not how it's supposed to be. And then you know, they weigh I, your struggles. They're yeah. like, okay, but someone else somewhere has it way worse. You know, we're like, it's Instead not of cancer. You like, hey, what causes arthritis? What, like, what can I do? What could have Did, possibly put my body that whenever this is not genetic, this is not passed down from my family i me and my sister both got diagnosed in the same year have no genes for arthritis how does something like that happen and then yeah and then we we question stuff about it and it's like they just you know we i i since we've been dating i don't know how many times i've asked a doctor okay what like nutrition wise like what mm -hmm. should we and we have not got a clear-cut answer not a damn thing looking like, into uh, it maybe stay away from like starches or like you know inflammatory foods and it's like okay thank you like let me go home and google it myself yeah, because yeah. Well, no and, one and come to find out it's like okay well they're not they don't know like they're they don't not know. taught they're, they're not, not taught yeah. how to like you know that's not a factor for them it's okay this person has this disease they're prescribed this drug and they have incentives to prescribe this uh -huh. drug and you know and, it's, and then we go into oh, big pharma big pharma <laughs> but that that's another thing too you know is they're not taught to give you the tools to help yourself. They're taught to give you the tools that keep you coming back. Yep. And I'm not shitting on healthcare or the medical system all around because I know there are good doctors out there and everything. It's I think it's great. I think it is great for trauma, but I don't think all these new like conditions that we're coming up with and we're making, why are we having to come up with all of well, these like, what new was, diseases? Well, what is causing yeah, yeah, yeah. it? Well, you know? What was that thing? Um, it was like a study from 2000. 18 or something like that the most prescribed drug in the united states was an anti-psychotic drug <laughs> okay i know there are plenty of psychotic people on this planet i'm probably one of them but it's like well, the number like think of how many especially and that's one of the things like with us traveling a lot kind of opened our eyes to this was people like other countries don't like how many of our family members have to take like 12 pills in the oh morning? Oh my gosh, it's insane. Like, I myself was having yeah, to like take Cassie, like three different pills whenever we go oh, because yeah. I also I also got diagnosed with um, Crohn's disease my yeah. junior year of high school. So yeah, on so top like, of you know the childhood trauma, the arthritis, yeah. and you know the the dad, the alcoholism, and then him end up getting cancer, and you know like that. On top of all that, now I have Crohn's too. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Oh my God, like what, yeah. it, I was drowning in it. I was drowning in all these expectations that like even, I feel like 2020 is the first year I've been able to think clearly yeah. and like move on past all of this, which it's sounds like, crazy, you know? Everybody else is like, um, everyone's like you, opposite, you complete what's going on? Like, pass. No, but like honestly, because it took me that long to get out of the system that I was like, oh, I can breathe now. I don't have to fall into line with like these. How long, how long have you gone without your shot, Cassie? I have gone over six months, Jarrett. Over six wow. months. Wow. Have you ever gone that long of a period since you've been 15 and diagnosed? Never. Never? I've, how do you feel? I feel better than I've ever felt before. Whoa. I do. Wow. And you have a chronic disease. I have two chronic two diseases. Chron <laughs> Are you listening to that? Two chronic diseases. And she stopped doing what the doctor said, did her own research and changed her lifestyle. And she feels better than ever. That's the Paper Planes podcast for you. <laughs> but honestly, but honestly it is. Like, that's kind of what we're that's what we're doing this for. Is like the more we started questioning things, the more we started wanting to get answers for that. The more research we did, the more the more we realized this world is a effing lie. It's a lie. I'm not there Every, to the. Everything not, you've ever known is a lie. It's a lie. <laughs> a lie. But a like lie. the amount of things that we take as normal, 
is um is scary like it's, it's, trash. it's very yeah this the whole system's garbage like all of this stuff is garbage and i'm not gonna lie there were time whenever we were like we gotta get out of america we gotta yeah. leave this country because clearly these there's corruption everywhere it's yeah. all around us you can't you can't do anything it felt like it felt yeah. like you could not do anything without being involved in one of these mm-hmm. in one way or another we you know we're gonna go finish school over in germany and whenever we went and visited we realized okay maybe we don't want to learn german well not even, <laughs> not that, even that but no. like really we didn't want to go back to school. to school yeah, yeah. It was and like, so okay we're gonna make this huge decision and it was like we're doing it to, to do save what? money but it's like oh because we also forgot to mention that i the only thing i could ever see myself doing was interior design and then i was like okay Why but am what I am i gonna for that? yeah <laughs> i was like I, i'm watching youtubers you know yeah. do this and oh like, yeah the the I literally <laughs> taught myself calculus off of YouTube. You were, okay, like, so yeah. also, yeah, you were going to school to be an engineer. I want to be an aerospace engineer. Aerospace yeah. engineer, and then you had to end up changing your major. Yeah, because of football. Because of football, because yeah. it took up too much of his time. And they wanted me to focus on football. Yeah, so if that says anything, yeah. you know, but... I know we're, we're, this has gone on pretty long, and I, oh, hope, yeah. and so this, I hope people have made it this far. <laughs> it's just kind of, we just wanted to give some backstory. This is like the intro to like... And so what we, wanna, what we want to try to uh, influence, or not influence, but what we want to talk about with all these, we're going to talk from everything from conspiracies to healing to just the amount of the amount of topics we can, we have these conversations, like this conversation you just listened to, non, we literally have these conversations like three times a day. Yeah. Like we talk about stuff like this I, we, all we the both time. hate small talk we yeah. do not enjoy talking about and I hate yeah and we there's a lot yeah. of things that as a society we don't talk about mm-hmm. and like we we take as normal and we we believe that there is like a spiritual awakening going on in the world mm-hmm. and i think that i think kinda, a lot of people are realizing yeah that, like, a lot of people are waking up to like okay this is bullshit this is bullshit this is bullshit and um we kind of want to be like a voice of reasoning and you'll the more we get into it like you'll kind of like we're going to give receipts like we're going to be like look this is where we got this idea this is what happened and you know we'll try to be as logical as possible because you're a very logical person for sure i I, and i think like obviously i make a lot of my decisions off of logic as well but also one of the things that my mom always taught me growing up was well a few like three things that really stuck out to me was this too shall pass which didn't understand that now i understand it way more now another thing is everything happens for a reason basically like obviously what it is like this mm-hmm. stuff okay the four things i guess but um also never to lie to yourself because once yeah. you start lying to yourself you lose this kind of, which i kind of believe is kind of like a superpower for everyone called your gut feeling like i really mm-hmm. do your live and die i live and die by that and that and was we, like the fourth thing that my yeah, mom always talked about like, always trust your gut if your gut tells you no you gotta go decision, <laughs> yeah the amount of decisions we make off of our gut since is, in the, I, yeah, it's insane. I've, I've I don't know how yet. to act without it yeah. because before I would just sit down and I would pray to God, wait for a sign, you know, yeah. of what to do next. And I obviously I said like, you know, we still pray and stuff like that, but I do believe that God blessed us and literally brought us to this earth with our own form of him inside of us. I think there is a yeah. higher self in every single person on this earth. And I think that a good way to start listening to it and to trust that it's there is by going off of your gut feeling. And Mm. so a lot of these issues that 
we're learning about, like I said, it's not like we just woke up one night and started questioning it. This has been stuff that is played out in our life to where yeah. childhood memories that you look on and you're like, that is like, what led me to here. Yeah, and like, that happened for that reason. Like, exactly. You know, I know why that happened. I know like why a, I remember it, where that. Where a lot of people, like, they'll have a childhood trauma and they literally, they'll, they'll, they'll shove it down. Mm, they don't they won't remember ever, it. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. They literally try to shove it away. And it's like a lot of the the struggles that they're experiencing in their adult, like, mm-hmm. you know, in their adult lives it's comes from that, that childhood exactly. trauma. And, and it's because they don't accept, they haven't accepted it. They're not, mm-hmm. they don't, you know, you don't go through that grieving, uh, the grieving process of it. And it's like, it, it, that, that yeah. shit stays with you. Oh, and definitely. And that's, I think that's one of the main things we've done since we started dating. Cause we started dating, literally the same year that we decided to drop out of college because we wanted to travel the world and now we had someone who we could do it with and it was like let's do it but these last few years we've really analyzed our childhoods and yeah. like our entire lives i mean which is mostly yeah. you know tra- our childhood but yeah, like young. yeah but um you look back on these things and you're like you didn't understand them back then but whenever you look back now you're like oh okay that makes sense why, why that I happened then that. Yeah, and, and like, like and you can see like okay i have this tendency because of that yeah and, like, and i i i have problems with communication because of this or like you yeah. know i i have test anxiety because of this and then or once you, start you know realizing this stuff you can fix it yeah and, like, and if then you, you have a problem with something yeah. and then you can make yourself a better person and that's that's what we kind of want to with this podcast one of the things we want to do is just just open people's minds like mm-hmm. you know like this, are, you don't your life doesn't have to be this cookie cutter imprint you don't have exactly. to be this perfect person or all this stuff like we're all flawed we all go through our own things a lot of people are going to hear my opinions on stuff and they're going to you know instantly click on that little red x in the top right corner or swipe <laughs> up whatever you're doing yeah but you know it's like but it, but i'm it, i'm I'm willing to go out and like exactly. say this stuff. And and we, like, it's like I, you know, it's like if you spend your whole life trying to find yourself, it's never going to happen because the whole point of doing that is realizing that you are You're forever evolving. Like yeah. Jarrett and I, whenever I don't know where we could post a picture where y'all could see, but like what we, the people we are like whenever we first started dating versus now, is completely people different. Don't even like it is like night and day. In in Kentucky, like they're like. You used to look like that? Like, Because, you know, you always hear people say, like, how can you be married to one person for the rest of your life? And, you know, whatever. And it's like, you don't, you're not married to I'm the same person. person I was, like, you change. Yeah, yeah, you change constantly. And that's what's so cool about it is, like... You can, you're ever-evolving. You can, uh, you can always change. You know, mm-hmm. if there's something you don't like, like, change it. And that's... Change that's, it. We yeah, that's... Literally, that's... We live our lives by that. If we don't like something, we're the like... Whole, the, yeah, the whole idea that when you find yourself, that's who you are, and you need to just accept everything that's happened to you and be okay with it. It's like, you don't have to do that. Yeah. Like, yeah, that works for some people. I'm not, you know, shitting on that fact, but, yeah. like, it, that doesn't work for everyone. Some people have to figure out things for themselves, and they have to try a million different things, you know, because we're very much those people. We're yeah, like... we've literally, yeah. The, uh, yeah, our interests have just spiked all across the board. Like, <laughs> like rock climbing, you know? skiing. We're like, let's do videography. Let's we do a podcast. Try, I like, want to rollerblade. Like, yeah. you know, and like, it's like, and we we dive headfirst into it because it's like you don't you don't know if you don't try new things, you're never really gonna know. Exactly, you need to constantly yeah. be challenging yourself. That's the whole point. That's the whole reason you are here on Earth is to challenge yourself, to challenge your <laughs> oh. ideas, your beliefs, like what you've been taught. Like, challenge it. Why? What's what's the worst that could happen? You yeah. know you learn something new <laughs> you know like they they if you start looking at your you know mistakes or your failures as lessons and something to learn from you are going to be so much more satisfied with not only yourself but everyone mm-hmm. around you with the decisions you're making with the path you're on like it 
It's a whole new world. <laughs> just gotta get rid of the expectation. Yeah, just blast away. I don't know. <laughs> just blast do. We've been talking a long yeah. time. <laughs> All right, we're at an hour and 40. You want to call that quits Ooh, on this one? Yeah. Um... All right, so that's the intro to what... <laughs> well, that's just <laughs> a, a good... quick little intro that's about a, a... who we are. <laughs> <laughs> just a quick little short story, you know, nothing long. Um, but, no, just so you kind of have an idea of who we are. Where we're coming from with all this stuff. And, like, you know, because I think if we... The, this next podcast, the next episode we're about to do, it's going to be like kind of a two-parter. Uh, it's very out there, um, but we kind of wanted to give some context of like who we are, why we think this way, so that like when we start giving these, you know, a lot of it's facts too. Like a lot Take of it. it. Ooh. Sorry. <laughs> Ooh, it was on my Welcome to I Kentucky. <laughs> uh, so when we start throwing out these ideas and everything like that, you kind of, you know, because it is you it's gonna make you question some of the stuff we're gonna say it's you have you have to have an open mind like it's there's no other no other explanation for it and um you know, at the end of the day, it's like, we don't know. Yeah. We don't know if any Question of this is everything. true. Yeah, there's we don't know no... if anything's true, but there's a lot of things pointing to this happening. And uh, if you think that shit's crazy right now and you're kind of scared about it, it's good news. So well, we'll go from there. Yeah, because, yeah, that's another big thing, too. Despite, you know, how 2020 has turned out, there are good things coming out of it, whether you believe that or not. I think that says a oh, lot shit. more. Is it on you? Yeah. Jesus. It must be just one. Hopefully. Okay. Sorry, there's... um. We went hiking earlier, and apparently there's ticks in Kentucky. <laughs> like a lot of them. Us little Texans aren't really used to that being a huge problem. This many. But um, sorry, mom. Sorry, mom. I'll call you back in a bit. Um, but yeah. So just kind of like we said. Keep an open mind. It's our opinion, mind. and here's the thing: we can have our own opinion. You can disagree. That's fine. That's fine. Oh, do do it. I Try, dare you. <laughs> cancel me. Cancel me. I don't. I don't post anything. Go to my employer. They don't care. Like, You're the hardest person to cancel. Yeah, I'm like so, and that's I, and so I'm bulletproof. <laughs> I, I'm I don't know. Bulletproof. I don't know. No, no, no. You're speaking big. No, yeah, because I haven't posted anything. I've been I've been MIA for like two years. If you're not in my inner coming circle, coming out of the shadows. I'm coming out of the shadows. I'm gonna wake With a everybody giant up. Giant red pill. I'm going to oh red pill gosh. everybody. But. Yeah, I have the heebie-jeebies. Okay, so... Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so thank you for listening if you made it this far. We're really glad you guys are listening to us. This is yeah, so exciting. This is exciting. And, um, um, we're going to start off this next share, one with a... Yeah, share us with a friend if you yeah, want. You know, yeah. if you want to help someone else open up their mind to different possibilities, send them our way. We'd love to sit down and have a little conversation with just them. Talk to them. Just talk to them. Just talk in their ear, bit. you know, just for a little bit. Like, hey, what's up? Sorry, we do a lot of accents, yeah. too, so get used to it. All right. All right, deuces.